You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Cardinals is a daily podcast talking everything St. Louis Cardinals. My name is Lucas Smith. It is Monday, August the 24th. What a weekend of baseball we had at Bush Stadium. Today's episode is brought to you by Special Olympics Missouri, the world's largest health organization for people with intellectual disabilities. You can head over to somo.org slash raffle, click on the green button to buy truck tickets generically for a chance to win a brand new 2020 GMC Canyon 4x4 truck. 20 bucks for five tickets, get you one free. $5 per ticket supports individuals with intellectual disabilities. $10 is the minimum online purchase. Somo.org slash raffle, green button to buy truck tickets generically. Special Olympics Missouri is just a great organization. Love it. So go ahead and head over there. Help them out and have a chance to win a raffle as well. So we'll start with the game on Friday uh, when the Cardinals won 42 because I'm going to break down uh, the rest of the Cincinnati Red Series that I wasn't able to talk about on Friday's show because it hadn't happened yet. And then I will, I'm going to talk about two guys, Bader and Carlson, real quick as well and then preview a little bit of the Kansas City Royal Series. That'll be today's podcast, a little outline for you guys. So, First off, Friday's game, Dakota Hudson against uh, Anthony Discalfani. Neither starting pitcher was able to make it out of the fifth inning. Uh, for Discalfani, it was the walks. He walked uh, walked four Cardinals, only was hurt for two runs, though. And for Hudson, it was the limited pitch count. Hudson only able to go 74 pitches, still working his way back. It was an interesting strategy, though, that was in contrast to what Schilt did with Kim, the very next night, Kim was expand, you know, extended beyond the 75-pitch limit that it was originally thought to be there for Kim. But Hudson was was pretty much stuck still at 75, 74 pitches, excuse me. Um, and he, he pitched pretty well, you know. He, he ran into a couple of pitch count troubles here and there, obviously, but he was able to, to settle it down for the most part. But, you know, then Henesis Cabrera comes in on Friday, and I, I just love what Cabrera brings to the table. I think he's got a great fastball, great curveball as well. Um, he's able to get Votto out in the fifth, and then the sixth, he runs into some issues on the field. Uh, he gets Castellanos to grind out, strikes out Winkler, and then Eugenio Suarez hits a lazy fly ball to center. Not lazy, he, he hit it pretty good. He hit a fly ball to center field. Bader kind of, you know, glides back there, and it's, it's a catch that somebody like Harrison Bader should make. Uh, but I think that he just kind of took it for granted, and he leaped at the last second, eluded his glove. Originally, he was given two errors because of the throw, but it ended up being a missed catch error change. Uh, to an error awarded to Tommy Edmonds. So either way, two errors on the play. And that I think that that just rattled Cabrera. I think Cabrera, you know, Cabrera's still young. I think that the defensive miscue kind of rattled him and got inside his head. So he walks Moustakas on five pitches. Then he hits Philip Irvin after running a 3-2 count. And then Schilt brings in Dave Tyler Webb. Schilt's going to get a lot of heat. He got a lot of heat for bringing in Tyler Webb. I get it. You know, Webb's ERA is not kind to him. Gives up a grand slam. But... That inning is on Bader, and Bader took full responsibility for it. Props to him. Um, that inning itself is on Bader. The game itself obviously cannot be pinned down to one guy. Bader took responsibility for it. That's great. But the offense just simply didn't hit. I mean, they had 
they had three hits, they, they had four walks, they had the opportunities. They were 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position and left seven on base. So they, they just didn't hit. Um, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm still looking for the Cardinals to string together two days in a row of good offense. And luckily, I think that started on, on Saturday. Um, KK Kim gets the nod for St. Louis in game one. Or <laughs> I'm so used to the doubleheaders, I just said game one. And on Saturday, he gets the nod. And, like I said, he was extended a little bit. He was expected only to go 75 pitches, ends up going 83. I did not expect him to go back out with a sixth. Um, he got hit hard a little bit, gave up seven hard hit balls, according to baseball savant. Um, but bottom line, he only gave up three hits and struck out three. And you know, sometimes baseball is funny that way. Matt Davidson hit the ball hard all three times, according to baseball, baseball savant. Um, Reds had an expected batting average of 272 that game. Cardinals 310. They were able to get seven hits and, and three runs for the win. Um, and the theme that I'll talk about as well throughout these couple games is the bullpen. Lock down good. John Gant, a scoreless inning with a walk. Miller, two-thirds of an inning. Gagos comes in, throws a slider to get Nick Castellanos out with runners scoring with the with Castellanos as the time run. Excuse me. Gagos learned from his mistake, did not throw uh, Castellanos a fastball, gets him on his nasty slider. So this bullpen has just been lights out, shut down, fantastic. Uh, the offense was able to get enough across the board. Yadier Molina uh, had, or no, I'm sorry, Tommy Edmond had the two RBI base hit this time, and Harrison Bader hit a home run on Saturday. That's that's a sign of things to come, and I really hope Bader doesn't become a homer-happy guy because we've seen that in the past where he starts to try and uppercut a little bit. But if he's going to hit the ball hard and hit home runs, then I'm, you know, I'm not here to one. I'm not going to be one to complain about it one bit. Um, on the home run that he hit, uh, he hit it pretty good. He hit 103 miles an hour, 410 feet to right center. Um, so can't complain about that. So you had a social game on Friday, great game on Saturday. And like I said, I'm wondering if the Cardinals can just get things together a little bit in terms of stringing the two games in a row of being able to hit pretty well. And they were able to do that uh, yesterday on Sunday. They were able to, to hit pretty well for the most part, and score six runs and 12 hits. You know, you could say, oh, they should have scored more runs, but six runs and six runs, 12 hits, what are you going to do? Um, one thing that is concerning with the Cardinals offense, and I will say that I'm very concerned about this, two for 15 with the runners in scoring position, they left 12 runners on base. They drew six walks, only struck out eight times. So you could say that they should have scored more runs, but to be honest with you, I'm just happy they had a 12-hit game and they were able to get two wins in a row on different days and hit it well for the most part. Um, Daniel Ponce de Leon yesterday, he just, I think the umpire squeezed him a little bit, home plate umpire, um, Jose Navas. I thought that he squeezed him a little bit here and there, but I still think that Ponce should have pitched a little bit better. Now, Mazzieri sits at 5.52 right now. Uh, he was only able to, he threw 93 pitches. That's another thing. He threw 93 pitches, four and two-thirds of an inning, walked four. So, I, th- you know, Ponce, did he get squeezed? Maybe there's an argument for that. But also, I, you know, Ponce just has to find his fastball control. You know, he threw a great breaking ball to Eugenio Suarez. I think it was in the fourth inning. Uh, for, or no, it was in the fifth inning before he got taken out. Because that, that fastball of his can really set up his other breaking pitches nicely because his fastball is that good. You know, his, his his breaking pitches are subpar, but when they're set up by the fastball, that makes the breaking pitches that much better. And then, once again, bullpen comes in. Four and a third innings, no-hit baseball. Two walks, one strikeout for the bullpen. Uh, strikeout coming for Andrew Miller and the scoreless, flawless eighth he pitched. 
So, and Henderson Cabrera, two great innings. I thought he saved the bullpen a lot because the Cardinals, like I said, don't have a lot of off days coming up. Uh, they even have a doubleheader later this week against Pittsburgh. So Cabrera being able to eat up two innings was really, I thought, uh, just a good testament to him. And I love what I'm seeing from Cabrera. So the bullpen this weekend was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, this Reds lineup is nothing, nothing to sneeze at. I know they got some struggling hitters, but you got guys like Nick Castellanos, uh, Jesse Winkler, Ian Suarez, Joey Votto, their top four, even their top five with Moustakas, if they're all clicking, this is an absolutely deadly lineup. And you've got guys like Matt Davidson in here just hitting 95-mile-an-hour rockets all over the place. Even when he gets out, he makes a loud out. But when this lineup is going, it's a formidable lineup, and they can get going any night of the week. So I think that, you know, it's props to this bullpen and uh, to be able to, to shut it down and It'll be a story for the rest of the season as to how Mike Schilt can manage this bullpen. I think he's made certain mistakes here and there. I'll agree with that on some of you guys' points. But for the most part, I just love what Schilt's done with the bullpen. And also a good sign in this game, Harrison Bader and Dylan Carlson both went deep. I'll talk about them more in depth in just a moment. But first, I do want to tell you guys about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business, and they've been helping out people for 20 years. Head over to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And you can write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Carlson and Harrison Bader have really been struggling to start the year, so it was good to see them get back on track yesterday. Hopefully they can continue that tonight against Kansas City. Uh, be sure to listen to tomorrow's show when I, when I recap Game 1 of the Kansas City series. Um, and follow the show on Twitter, at LO underscore Cardinals. Uh, I, I love to interact with you guys um, and you know respond to the show. Tweets and everything like that. Follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. But make sure you're subscribed to the show as well. Rating it, sharing it, telling all your friends about it. But uh, before I get to the Royals series, just a quick note, a couple quick notes on Dylan Carlson and Harrison Bader. Carlson and Bader are kind of, you know, similar stories in the fact of not seeing a lot of fastballs. Um, according to StatCats, entering the game on Sunday, Carlson has leaned, seen the lowest fastball percentage in the majors along batters to see 100 pitches, and that was just 20 seven and a half percent um and meanwhile Bader has also seen fewer fastballs 36 percent than all other pitchers he had been seeing so the MO on these guys have really been you know throw, throw them sliders and I just think I'll talk about Carlson first Carlson I I'm not giving up on Carlson I talked about that relentlessly I, I refuse to what I love about Carlson is that his at-bats have been really really good um He's been hitting the ball hard a lot. Um, I mean, yeah, I understand that he struck out 10 times in 35 at-bats and was 4 for 35 in 11 games heading into Sunday, but 
I just love the way he, he put together at bats, and you could just almost see him trying to get better. And you you could see him, the adjustments he was trying to make on the curveballs and the change-ups and the sliders that he was seeing. And I think if, if you look at yesterday, pinpoint yesterday, Sunday, August 23rd, is the day that Dylan Carlson turned it around. Whenever you, you're looking at his stats, make sure you look at it since August 23rd. I think you're going to see good things. He was just putting together solid at-bats. I loved what I saw from Carlson yesterday. Um, and the home run pitch that he hit, he, it was... It was on a it was on a slider, excuse me, which you know makes it even you know you really love to see that. But not only was it on a slider, it was on two strikes, and it was on the seventh pitch of the at bat. So this guy's seeing a lot of pitches. I love what Carlson does at the plate, and what I love even more, you might you know say this at this point's kind of silly, but he doesn't bring it with him into the field. You see some guys that just kind of struggle at the plate, and then they're kind of lazy in the field, or they don't take that into consideration. Carlson knows that this is. You know, a once in a lifetime opportunity to play at the major leagues and does not take his at bats, his struggles at the plate with him in the field. Because we've seen him make tons, at least three sliding catches the other day and just play a really good outfield despite his offensive struggles. So I just love what Dylan Carlson um, has done in the first week. Results haven't been there, they're starting to come. And I just love the fact that he keeps putting together good at bats. And I thought that Harrison Bader has done the, last, has done the same thing as well. Um, he was able to, to hit a home run, uh, his second in as many days yesterday. I, you know, what I love about that also is that Bader hit his home run in the second inning off of a slider. Uh, so that it just shows that you know as much crap as Bader gets and probably well deserved to get just barely 200 last year. He, he's still putting in the work, um, and even the home run that he hit. On uh, on Saturday, it was an 89 mile an hour sinker, but it was it was slow, it was loopy. That's why he hit the ball at right center field. Um, I just you know these these guys these are human. They're, they're working hard, and if Bader and Carlson can turn it around, that's huge. Because I saw a, a tweet the other day. I believe it was um, it was Derek Gould who tweeted this out. Um, heading into yesterday's game, or excuse me, heading into Saturday's game, Cardinal center fielders have hit 125 with a 161 slugging percentage. Least productive center field in the majors, least productive of any outfield spot in the majors. The next closest is Cleveland's with left field with the 138 average. So the center field has not been productive, to say the least. If Bader can turn it around, you give him an off day once in a while, you, you, you stick um, you stick Carlson in the center. If these guys are going to be productive, that's huge. Because right now, O'Neal's not getting it done, and Fowler He's doing fine, but I, I just don't know. You don't know what you're going to get with Fowler consistently if he's going to stick with it. So if Carlson and Bader can, can use their because they're younger guys. Uh, O'Neal is too. But if these guys can use their speed and the, you know, Carlson's a little bit of pop as well, I love what this outfield c- can look like. I think that the, the biggest question mark was in the season for the Cardinals coming into it was the offense, and specifically the outfield offense, and specifically center field and right field. And I think that, you know, the bell has not been answered yet. I think there's a lot of room to improve, but Bader and Carlson are proving that they're on the right track. They're making steps in the exact right direction. And they're really, really, they've, they impressed this past weekend at the Reds. Uh, there, there's no other way to put it for me. I love what I saw from them. Um, and the Cardinals were able to, you know, they took three out of four against Cincinnati Reds. That, that's not easy to do. It's their uh, their second series win since coming back. Their first one with no doubleheaders. So there's no talk about, oh, they only won seven inning games. Cardinals won two, three out of four legit nine inning games. Uh, they, and they sit at second place with three games back. Chicago, who were able to stave off a sweep against the White Sox. White Sox are legit. 
Uh, I just, there's no denying that. I love what the White Sox do. But anyway, that's a conversation for another time. Um, Next up for St. Louis is the Kansas City Royals. They come into town for a three-game set. Mike Matheny returns to St. Louis, so a little homecoming for him. He played in the exhibition game. Cardinals won that exhibition game 6-0. 6-3, I believe it actually was. I'm sorry. Um, So they've already played once this year. 1-0, technically. Um, Brad Keller gets the ball for Kansas City, and he's been silently silently dominating. Uh, He's 3-0, hasn't given up a run, 15 punch-outs. And his last start against the Cincinnati Reds, so the Cardinals just faced them as well. Six and two-thirds and just three singles, um, 17 and two-thirds total scoreless innings. Not a lot of uh, experience against Keller, but what you do see is not good either. Bader's 0 for 2, Carpenter's 1 for 6, DeYoung's 1 for 5, 0 for 3 for Edmund, 0 for 2 for Fowler, and you know the only other one with more, more than three at-bats is Goldschmidt with uh, 143 average. I guess that's 2 for 7, so... Small sample size against Keller, but we'll see if the Cardinals can, can bust him out. Cardinals have had a, you know, they, they seem to always make nobodies look really good. And this is a nobody that is already pitching really well. So we'll see. But the Cardinals have Jack Flaherty on the mound. Uh, strict pitch count, so he only went two and two-thirds last time. We know that. Um, hasn't been an official pitch count released as of yet. I'm going to say it's around 75 or so um, for Jack. He's 1-0 so far, 3-12. Not a lot of sample size against Jack as well. Only five at-bats for Kansas City Royals against them. Um, so I think the Cardinals win that game. I think the Cardinals are able to get enough off of Keller and that Flaherty pitches them to a win in game number one. Game number, they're all, these are all 7-15 starts. Wayno gets the ball for St. Louis. I'm not doubting Wayno. I'm, I'm done with it. Uh, I think I predicted him to lose his last two starts, and he's proven me wrong. So Wayno gets the win as well. I think the Cardinals... Uh, do well against the Dark Knight. Uh, this is just his second start as a Royal. Three innings, three hits, three runs, his last start out. So um, I think the Cardinals beat beat Matt Harvey and Wainwright pitches well again. And then on Thursday, excuse me, this will be Wednesday, uh, another 7-15 start. Um, no official starters uh, announced yet, but I think it'll be uh, Kim for St. Louis. He started after Wainwright on Saturday. Um, so I think that it will either be Kim or Ponce de Leon for St. Louis. Um, but I think that if, if Kim here, here's my, if Kim pitches, they win. If Ponce pitches, they lose. So, you know, think about what you will. But I'm, I I like a sweep. I think the Cardinals have a pretty good chance to sweep Kansas City this week and then head into Pittsburgh on a high note. Or uh, welcome in Pittsburgh for a doubleheader on a high note on Thursday. But that all remains to be seen. That's all I got for this episode of Locked On Cardinals. Follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast listening platform. Rate it as well. You can email me at LockedOnCards at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or concerns you have about the St. Louis Cardinals. So, as always, my name is Lucas Smith signing off. Stay safe. Stay well. Have a great day. Thank you.